We there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. (laughs) I am here live with Aaron McGuire, WTY Podcast. We there yet? Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning to you. Oh, is it morning? I can't feel anything anymore. I don't know. Is your sleep cycle crazy? Uh, I don't know if I have a sleep cycle now. I just think I have intermittent napping. (laughs) Exactly. It's just when I close my eyes, when I open them, sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's dark. I've been up since five in the morning. Um, So that's why I had no time to, I'm, I'm not bothering to put makeup on anymore. I can't with all the Zoom meetings. When I first started, I actually cared about things, and now I just don't. Like, I used to put on fake lashes. That's wow. not happening today. I know, I know. Wow. Well, I, we're, we're like, I'm, so I'm here live with Aaron McGuire, who will be one of our comics this Saturday, May 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a stand-up comedy on Zoom, so it's virtual and interactive. It's not a stream where you just sort of watch people in the abyss. You'll actually see, hear, and interact with the comics. So I'm so glad you're joining with me today and and i'm glad you're doing it raw you're doing it totally raw just like whatever i'm going raw look at this this is sun damage and all freckles and an unwashed hairdo i am giving you i'm giving you reality i'm giving you pure quarantine i don't give a shit anymore yeah this is this is covid realness it is i'm serving covid realness every day of my life (laughs) is it done yet (laughs) is it done yet but isn't it freeing in a way i mean for me i feel like this is sort of taking away all the extra stuff i was trying to put on my life right like it's this is it the lava has consumed the village what do you got exactly and and after i saw that christine baranski if she can film something from underneath her chin i can do this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was that the feed from underneath Baranski's chin? Uh, yes, it's actually going to be um, a feature film made in 2025. At this, it's underneath Baranski's chin. It's gonna, it's like a Tennessee Williams play. It's going to be dramatic. It's. Gonna... <laughs> oh look, here's the glass menagerie. It's all been under. I know. Oh, there's nothing glass about this menagerie. <laughs> this is like. I don't care enough to put makeup on, but I do care enough to find at least good lighting and hold my phone up at an angle where, there we go. There it is. Has to be above See, now I look so good. <laughs> it's all, you know what you should do? We should shoot it from a, a ceiling a ceiling camera. A ceiling fan. Right, right. Well, it's always going to look like an album cover. You're shooting the, the video of the podcast interview <laughs> like your album cover. They're always exactly. Drunk. The band is always looking up from like a cobblestone street. They're like, like, where are you shooting this from the top of a building? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it, my Zoom is very complicated. Like, my Zoom setup, uh, it, just to give you an idea, I did a Zoom conference yesterday, and I'll give you a little tour of what's behind me. Do you see that? Oh, that is, yeah. That's a ladder. It's a yeah. ladder with multiple pillows. So you would just sit, oh, I get it. I love it. Yeah, and then I prop it up here so it looks like you're looking at me from here and then I look like I'm 24 years old because all the skin is sliding back down my yeah. neck where it I, came from. I remember like a guy I was with, this is, I don't know, a couple years ago, I was like, wow, he looks, oh, right, he's on his back. <laughs> that looks so good. Oh my God, oh. I didn't recognize you when you were standing up straight. <laughs> it's just 
swear to me. With God, pants re- on. You so have. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, with yeah. pants. I didn't even notice you didn't have pants. I was just like, wow, you're, you have a really prominent jawline. <laughs> and let me tell you what, with Snapchat filters, go for it. Right, right, right. I, well, Snapchat filters without the dog ears or the, the whatever cat. I, I don't understand. Yep. Like, I, I guess I'm just part of another. I, I appreciate like Instagram filters, which sort of change some of the lighting and kind of give you more definition. But adding a, a beak or ears or fur or I don't know. It's... Well, there's a Chewbacca filter that I really enjoy where it just puts Chewbacca's face over your face. And I was like, now I understand why people Snapchat. This is worth it. <laughs> It was good. It's good. Yeah. I'm done with the floral crowns, but I like a nice soft filter. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The soft filter is nice, but the kind of little floral daisy eyebrow. It's okay. I just feel like, uh, I guess there's always a part of me that's like, there's always potential for cruising and I want like realness. I want. Oh, I don't want realness. Put a bag over your face. Like I don't actually ever, and I'm married and I'm saying that to my husband. I'm like, oh, I don't want to act. Really see what you look like. This quarantine is bringing things into new levels now. Right. So now, how long have you been married? And then how long have, you guys have had nonstop contact now for sixty? Yeah. The whole... I've been married seventy-eight years. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, because you you got married on that's the rings what this of Saturn. feels like. You got married on yeah. the rings of Saturn, right? Yes, which are now around my neck, also. <laughs> They're holding. They're underneath your Baranski. Uh, they're propping up my Baranski chin. Yes, right. I. It feels like it has been a very long time. It will be nine years in September. Wow! And hopefully, wow. we'll be able to celebrate it at a place that isn't uh, a bathroom or a kitchen or a bedroom or a living room that we've seen before. So, right. you know, right. How, Fingers how you, crossed. How have you been maintaining your sanity with each other and with yourself in this alcohol? <laughs> so much alcohol. We actually did the accidental smartest thing. Now I know a lot of people were hoarding toilet paper and you know disinfectants and all that stuff when this first started. But we, before this ever happened, built a bar in our basement. Really? Yes. Oh so where where are you living right now? Where am I calling? Where am I zooming? Where are you zooming in from? A bunker? No, we're in Jersey. We're in oh, New Jersey. I'm in Jersey City. Where are you? Oh, we're in West Orange. Oh, how, oh, West Orange. So you have a house with like a basement and like there's grass around your house. Like yeah, we went suburban like a year before the world decided to collapse. So we lucked out, and um, yeah, we built a, a genuinely functional bar in our basement. Wow. Okay. So, so we're, we're proud. So you've been, you've been practicing enforcing your two drink minimum every night. Yeah, exactly. I, I charge him and I give him a cover and then I give him a, a tab at the end of the night and then he right. tries to sneak out. It's just like Gotham. <laughs> Even after you gave him the promo code, he's still sneaking out. With I know. Code. I comped the show. <laughs> All Honey, he had on. to I do was buy liquor. Com- I gave you four comps. You could have just bought some drinks. I know, but he did premium shelf and oh, okay, right, right, and he stiffed you because he's like, I'm not paying for that black label. Yeah, exactly. No, no, sad. So yes, how are we maintaining sanity? Sanity. Um, creatively, I have been doing press briefings as Liza Minnelli twice a week on Facebook and Instagram Live. If I you have it. not seen this, 
I've, I've started my little IGTV for it. So you can go back and look at old episodes. It's Liza Minnelli. She gives you the state of the union and she tells you how to survive in a press conference that is attended to by at least eight people on Instagram. And you can ask me questions. And I can't tell you that I know the answers to anything, but I'm dating Dr. Fauci and he's really small. So I can keep him in my pocket and I pull him out for press briefings. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's pretty legendary. Oh, great. So how do, we, how do they follow you? You can follow me on the Instagram at Erin Maguire Official. That's M-A-G-U-I-R-E, damn it. Spelled like Jerry Maguire, Toby Maguire. Erin um, Maguire Official on Instagram. And uh, anybody who's friends with me on Facebook, just add me on Facebook. Always Erin Maguire. I love it. So yeah, I give very good. It's funnier on Instagram, I feel like, to watch it. So we take, I take live questions. It's all improvised, of course. I don't okay. know what the so hell what, I'm so, doing. So what time is it? What time? What are the times when it happens? I futz with the times of it because I'm trying to figure out like what's the ideal time to do something like. And there is no ideal time because well, everybody's live all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, this is all we have. So um, I kind of switch it up by the week. It seems like Friday at 4 p.m. is is like prime press briefing time though so this week it will be again friday at 4 p.m, 4 PM and you can Eastern. ask me anything i will answer questions as liza minnelli there's special guests um uma thurman showed up last week oh, we had right. dr deborah burks which is my dog in a scarf um, oh my god I because deborah burks has a whole you know collection of scarves from like her tibetan scarf collection on qvc so, right, right. I have, a, I, have a, I have a theory, though. I have a theory that uh, Fauci and Bricks are in an abusive relationship with Trump. And basically, the reason she has those scarves is because he, he makes Fauci wrap a bunch of oranges in the scarves and threaten to beat her unless they say exactly what he wants to say. And so, like, Fauci's like, he's making me beat you. you know? She's like, that's an interesting theory and at first i thought you said that fauci and burks were in a relationship with each other and that is some kinky stuff right there that, that would i would be, tune in for <laughs> yeah we would tune in for that everyone tuning in for Fa anything fauci does i mean i i think he's hot i don't know if it's covid hot or just hot because my 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 meter is like completely distorted. <laughs> yeah you're definitely grading on a curve now i feel like fauci looks like um one of Jeff Dunham's puppets. <laughs> a puppet with like an education. Yeah, one of them smart puppets, you know. But if he's hooking up with, with Deborah Burks, that's gotta be the cleanest sex ever. They've, it's like completely covered in latex. They disinfect right. before, after. There's nothing, uh, right. there's it's no like a, off the cuff about it. Right, right. It's very, it's very um, hazmat with like a double latex glory hole blanket between mm -hmm. the two of them. Which is kinky. Go on, get you right. some. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think you that know, would be, I, I've thought, I've actually thought about it. Like, how would people going forward, how are we going to be intimate with people if I you're not know. in a long term relationship? Like, if you meet someone, you're going to just have to have like these big latex sheets, kind of talk. You can hug them goodnight. I don't, I don't know. What, like, what is it? Do you remember the movie with John Travolta that was Boy in a Bubble? Oh my God. That's, 
That's what Grinder and Tinder are going to look like. It's going to be Bubble. Like that's going to be the app. Right, right. And everyone's going to have gonna these be, really hot photos of them in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like angles and sun coming in the bubble. And that's what you So you invite people into your bubble after extensive testing. You have to be quarantined in separate bubbles for two weeks. Right. You have a, a two-week foreplay of quarantine. Now, talk about anticipation. A right. two-week. Well, right. Well, you really have to build that kind of tension. That's actually, in a way, it's very tantric, right? You just you keep drawing that energy and drawing that energy. And, That's what and, Sting is doing, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure Sting's already been doing that. He's like, I'm used to quarantine. I've been quarantining my sex energy for the last <laughs> years. I've been quarantining my crotch for 12 years now, and I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm ready. Wait, isn't he British? <laughs> I have to rethink this. I can only watch uh, news that's British now because it's so much better to get bad news from someone with an accent. <laughs> right. right? We're all going to perish in another 48 hours. Oh, lovely. <laughs> oh, my God. We're all going to die. Oh, I'm fine with it. Yeah, sounds so it's much like better. You, did you ever watch... Um, you watch Great British Baking Show, right? I've seen some of it. Some of it. Well, Mary Berry, the first of like all the judges, if she, like, if I'm going to die of cancer, I want Mary Berry to be the one that tells me. The results are positive. Yeah, she's like, it's a lovely crumb and it's cancer. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> At least I heard it from Mary. Incredibly, fourth stage. You're riddled with tumors. Oh my God, thank you, Mary Berry. (laughs) What do those tumors go well with? Strawberry jam. (laughs) And a double cream. We're going to do a light, we're going to follow up the cream with a little bit of radiation. It's got to trickle down. So that's what's keeping me sane. British people and Liza Minnelli press briefings. What are you doing to keep sane right now? Uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of these Zoom uh, interviews. I'm sitting on my fire escape. I've started to play tennis. I go outside with I have a tether, tether ball, like a tennis on a long leash. And you hit that thing because there's no like. <laughs> You're playing alone? You're playing tennis by yourself? That's so COVID, right? That's so cool. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. I, you know what's even sadder? I feel so good doing that. It's like I'm finally <laughs> outside doing something. If I, did I, if, and I've hit myself in the face with the ball. I've, I've done, and it's been great. I'm like, oh my God, that was like such a douchebag move. But I'm glad you got the point. Like, I'm glad that like something's happening. I, was, grew, up, I grew up with a very abusive tennis upbringing. My family was like super achiever, like a wall. They built a trophy room for all their trophies. So a lot of pressure to achieve. I never of became, course. I never became, I never won one trophy. I would always be crying inside before I even started the game. But I understand how to really hit and how to like, you know, my dad would be like, in the first 30 seconds of the match, you must strike your opponent in the face. Destroy their game. What the <laughs> hell? I'm like, I'm four years old. You're telling me that. (laughs) I think you need to reassess your relationship with your family. I think they've been lying to you. That's not tennis. Like you were on the front lines of some battle that you didn't even know about. (laughs) You want to hit your opponent with 15 love. (laughs) Oh my God. So it's fun 
it's fun to hit now and there's no there's no one else there <laughs> judging. That's so sad. It finally took a pandemic for you to get better at your tennis game. Yeah. Your family is going to be so proud. Where are you in the world? I am in Jersey City, uh, next to Lincoln Park. Okay. 21 tennis courts that I can't use. All the tennis courts are locked down. So I have to go to this, these deserted, uh, I, I call them spade. They're spade and neutered uh, basketball courts. They took all the nets off, all the hoops off. There's just these bare boards. Oh my God. Big court. So I go there with my little tennis ball on the big, you know, basically it's like a hair scrunchie, but like a really long hair scrunchie. You're hitting the ball. You made this at home, didn't you? <laughs> I'm so worried about you. It's come to this. It is come playing, to this. Playing with yourself during this pandemic means something so different to you than it does to the rest of <laughs> right. us. My self-pleasuring involves a one-gallon jug of water with a lot of elastic and a tennis ball. Wow. And at least a ball is involved. Right, right. There is ball play. There's got to there be There is ball play. play. Oh, my God. That is so delicious and sad all at yeah. once. <laughs> yeah. All at the same time, you're like, oh my God, this is, this is what life has become. But I mean, do you feel like, I, I said to my husband the other day, I was like, you know what? There's parts of quarantine me that I like way better than non-quarantine me. Because there's no pressure to keep up with anybody because nobody's doing anything. So there's no FOMO. There's no comparing yourself. It's like you see somebody is Oh, I'm doing JFL. You're like, none of us are. We're all in this shit together. Like nobody, nobody's yeah. achieving. So that it just releases all the pressure to be good at anything. So now I'm like developing skills that I never wanted or never knew I want. Like I'm gardening. What is that? What is that? I'm from Boston. You don't garden. The only garden we know is the Boston garden. Right, right, like, right. this is not okay. Right. I'm brewing kombucha right now. Come on. I have, That's I'm, a- I have top shelf, literally top shelf. In the top cupboard, there is, I have like this big tub of any, I have that much time. I made the tea. I boiled the water. I put oh in the God. sugar. I took a store-bought, you know, plain kombucha. And I just, I'm basically cloning the mother. I've got oh my God, growing in there. Well, that's, and a friends of mine, the amount of people who have posted about creating a sourdough starter, I'm like, why is, everybody's fucking with creating their own probiotics right now yeah, in quarantine. Yeah. Might as that's well, it's, just, like, it's good for your health. I mean, we got, that's all I got. I got a tennis ball and I've got SCOBY. <laughs> well, I might as well make something while I'm in here. Maybe a colony. I'll make a colony. Right. Exactly. Of probiotics. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it probiotics. I'm sprouting, I'm making bean sprouts. Uh, I've learned, I've mastered now uh, making Chicago style deep dish pizza, but vegan, gluten free. <gasps> and I've made my own vegan. Last night, I made my own vegan mozzarella. So it's not what? even dairy. It's like uh, you grind up cashew nuts and yeah. you, you have to soak them, grind them up, and then you put in like. Uh, Nutritional yeast, salt, uh, apple cider vinegar, and yeah, and then I just like blend it, and then you have to do this whole like heating it up on a on a skillet, and then it goes. I'm like, I made the most amazing pizza. I was trying to fuck myself with this pizza. I was like, I never wanted to be raped by a pizza before. Like, take me now. That is the safest thing to do to pleasure yourself during this pandemic. Also, you had me at nutritional yeast. 
Oh, so you like hardcore nutritional yeast? Uh, well, I don't know. Now I'm curious what what I could do with such a product. Yeah, it's it's a great source of vitamin B12, and it's also wow. nice. It's like a it's like flaky, and you can use it as like a fake a fake vegan cheese on top of things. But if you mix that with the vinegar and the tap oh tapioca flour or tapioca powder is the, the missing ingredient I didn't mention. But that's what gives uh-huh. it that, that's what gives it that snap. You know when you pull the Gluten, the elasticity. Yeah, his elasticity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That with the fat of the cashew, cashews and the, the acidity of the uh, vinegar. It's, a, it's like a chemistry. I'm becoming so Asian. It's all a chemistry <laughs> experiment. Well, I was going to say, you are, you're creating chemical reactions in your yeah. apartment. Yeah. I have held on to an apple core so that I can plant it outside <laughs> and see... This has to be over soon. Like this pandemic has to be done soon. I am the things that I'm trying to do to keep myself entertained wow. is is just Well, if you if you want to bump it up, you could sprout that apple core in a pot. And then what? once you get to a certain growth, go outside and if there's a tree you want to graft it to, chop that tree and then stick that little cyan in the little and then you can have an established root system that's already got tons of nutrients to shove into that sprout. And then boom, you've created your own grafted fruit tree. Why are you Dr. Fauci? <laughs> Why do you, do you actually know the cure to this thing? <laughs> I don't know. This is what I don't know who you're you- becoming, <laughs> but we need you on the front lines, Rich. <laughs> what do, do my parents send you? Oi, if you go to medical school, this will not be happening. You're telling your joke jokes, you're a little clown. You're a co-big clown. You've destroyed the universe. You should be ashamed of yourself. Who knew this whole time you were our secret weapon? Right, right. Yeah, oh my now God. my parents value me. Now they're shaming me and valuing me at the same time. <laughs> Only a parent could shame and value in one breath. Right, right. That's, That's parenthood what- from what I understand. I would, I, God bless all the parents right now. I would jump off of the roof if I had to figure out how to homeschool a child. Could you picture? No. Because the whole point of having a school is so you don't have to deal with your kids. Exactly. And now and the universe is like, nope, everything you're afraid of, face it now. I know all of your fears. I think there's also something about that. I mean, I don't know. Are you na- naturally like an anxious person? Are you um, an anxiety guy? I, I'm kind of a workaholic. If that's the reason why, also, I think the reason I've been able to get through the pandemic is I get up every morning and I meditate. And I write in my little journal and I check in with my people. And then I just run and do shit all day until uh-huh. I black out at one. Like I'm just yeah. like, okay, do the podcast, do this thing. Okay, do it. okay, let's let's create a new type of cheese. Okay, let's go hit the ball alone with the with a the, <laughs> what else? I, I put I put in a, a chin-up bar and a gymnastic rings on my wall. I mean, it's like insane. Just to yeah, do the at-home workouts. Exactly. I've found I've discovered every free at-home workout. Um and I've got to come out of this with at least the beginning of a six pack, you know, but, but then the thing is like, I'm doing every at home workout, but then I'm eating my weight in bark thins. Right. Oh my God. Are you now, are you making your bark things or these are all just like a stockpile of Costco crate of bark? Things? Costco like hell no. Oh, I, I yeah. keep trying to bake things and it keeps going so, so wrong. Oh. I'm not meant to do anything other than what we do for a living. I right, think this is also confirming that. Right. Yeah. Well, clearly your superpower is humor, but you're just yes. like, there's these pro- proprioceptive skills of like, I think cooking. No, you're just good at 
I'm good at what I do. And, and there's only so many open mics I can do in my basement while my husband sits there and and I make him drink. (laughs) But you know, that's marriage at this point. Right. At this point in the quarantine. Oh, isn't it fun? Now, where's your family? Um, Illinois, in, in, you know, in, in the house I grew up in, in, in Illinois. They're, they're there. They're, I mean, I haven't really, I, I haven't been in touch with my family at all. <gasps> Since I, this all began? Well, I got divorced. So my parents are very Catholic. It was hard enough for me to be gay, but to be gay and what? divorced does not exist. It's just like banish it. So there's a Rich, lot of- I don't know your backstory at all. Oh, my God. oh, I'm gay and I'm Filipino and my parents are really religious. Well, I so, knew two of those three. Right. So, I mean, I love, I love my, I don't, you know, I wish them a beautiful life and I'm sure at some point there'll be contact, but right now it was like, you know, everything fell out before the court. You know, you know when I got divorced and my parents were like, you got divorced, but we did, you divorced him, but we did not, you know, and they're like going on, they have their own alternate universe that they're living in right now. So I'm like, okay. You want to do family I'll therapy? I'll see you on the other side. Right. You want to do family therapy? Like, no, because it did not work for you in your marriage. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, have a nice life. I'm going to like bless you and let you do your thing. I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah. And then, of course, then the cliff and the, the earth opened up and the, the Lord of the Rings COVID <laughs> happened. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> Maybe I'll call you guys in about six months and we'll see where you're at. Right, I, right. I actually like what this pandemic is doing. Well, first of all, it made me discover that we have a kitchen table I didn't even know about. It's just been, I was like, wow, we should try eating on this thing. Wow. Wait, wait, We've never used that. Because usually you're never home. I've never spent this much time in my apartment. I didn't even know I had, you know, I found all these things in the closet. Like, oh, I got rollerblades. What? <laughs> I know the discovery of the things you never, I have a sewing machine and I suck <laughs> at that too. I suck at everything. Every survival oh. skill. I can, this is, I'm the first, I'm like the third one to die in a horror movie because you'll keep me around for some laughs. And then when you're sort of tired of a ginger, then you kill her. But right, right. Do the person of color first and then do like the person that was possibly a love interest. They're dead. And then there's you, the comic relief that gets real. Like, oh my God, she's really funny. <gasps> oh my God. She, oh, they killed her. They killed her now? Oh my God. It's yeah. real. Right. But the hot girl definitely dies before me. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the opener, right? They open with her either swimming in the shark, eats yeah. her, or like she's doing her yoga or she's jogging and then she gets, you know. Eviscerated. It's the blonde chick. It's always the blonde. They're right. expendable, yeah. which right. is, you know, the, basically the message I want to send to Kendra Cunningham before the show on Saturday. <laughs> yes, Kendra Cunningham will be on the show as well. It's Pedro if Gonzalez she makes and it. Aaron Burr. Yeah, if she yeah. makes it, if she makes it that far. Now, you're, you you asked me about my family. Where's your family? Are you in touch with your family during this? Too much. Oh, I really? have so never talked to them so much as I have. All it took was the world coming to an end for us to be like, you know what? We should all connect more. So we do a family weekly Zoom. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we do a happy hour every week. It always has a theme. And... Uh, and we all like 20 of us get on that thing. There's a lot of us on this Zoom. And then we do like a midweek smaller group Zoom. So we, oh, we've break, have our- You do a breakout, you do a breakout room. We do, yeah, we like, we do an offshoot so that we can talk about the other 15 people. <laughs> <laughs> this is the family Zoom and this is the shade Zoom. This is the shit talking Zoom. Oh, it gets shady. It's like steel magnolias, you know? <laughs> 
It's just a bunch of catty women who were like, could you believe what her hair looked like? Oh, no. And yeah. <laughs> so we, we talk a lot. My family's all in Boston, all of them. So uh, yeah, they're kind of in the thick of it now. I think that we're like a couple weeks ahead of them. Right, right. Who the hell knows anymore? We're, we're, we're trending and they're just following. They're like, they're a little later adopters. Yeah, that which seems to, to be, you know, on track for the rest of the world. So, so yeah, I mean, but the weird part is, is like, now I want to go and see them. <laughs> like, wow. now what do we do? How do we do this? And, um, but so, but normally you're in, not in everyday contact, but you're in good terms with your family. So it's not oh, like yeah. they support your comedy career and like your marriage and they didn't have a choice. <laughs> they knew I was a schmuck when I was three years old and they're like, Oh God. And they just accept it. They've, they've all come to like every show. I was supposed to, when the world collapsed, do a whole series of shows in Boston. Uh... And it was like mid March and here's what really sucked. I was like, oh, good chunk of change coming up. And then it was like, wait, you're canceling that? And you're canceling that? Oh, God, and you're canceling that. And everything just started, like, fell away real fast. Right. So that right. the last, well, the last show I did was at The Stand in New York. And the day before that, it was in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So I was going from, like, one to the next. And then everything just stopped. But my whole family was supposed to come to all the shows in Boston and they all just dissolved. And then I was supposed to go up there for Women in Comedy Festival, which I think would have been coming up. And I was supposed to do a live podcast there and all this supposed to, supposed to. Right, right. I got a thing from Asheville. Well, you and I met at the Asheville Comedy Festival. They're they're scheduled to do it this year in August. I'm like, August. All right. Okay. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. But there's a Jersey City Comedy Festival here, and I'm, you know, part one of the co-producers, and we're like, well, I think it might be virtual, or maybe it'll be hazmat. I don't know. Who knows? You know. Who like, knows? It's we can only take it by the day, right? and the the dates continually change. And as you come up to it, because I said that to someone the other day, I was like, isn't some something like supposed to happen May fifteenth? Like, aren't we supposed to be done with something? I don't, I don't know what's going on. So right, right. a lot of people, but what makes me tense is the people who are making big bold statements, coming out and being like, stand up isn't coming back, you guys, or stand up's not coming back until like twenty twenty two. Right. And I'm like, really? Can we just kind of see what happens? <laughs> Because you give, I was doing okay with my anxiety until you said, until you give me a date that's way far in the future. Right, right. Well, I mean, what's interesting with what we're doing now, again, for people tuning in late, this Saturday and every Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, but this Saturday I'll be with Aaron McGuire, Aaron Berg, Kendra Cunningham, Pedro Gonzalez, where all these comics uh, with through Art House and the Laugh Tour will be doing stand-up comedy live on zoom and it's it'll be interactive the audience we can see you you can see us there's interaction and it's that's this is what comedy looks like right now you know saturday yeah. saturday Night live is on zoom saturday Night live is well i mean it's like pre-recorded but it's all streamed it, you know it's like how do we in this you know it's like a nuclear bomb went off and we can't go outside of our, sh- our bunkers but we still can connect like how do we do that so it's that's part of the experiment of the show on saturday and it's been yep. really people are really having a good time i mean 
all, all, all joking aside in the lava and consuming the village, it's like it's something that people look forward to because it's something that connects and people see and laugh or whatever. It's, yeah. it's fascinating to have. Well, it. it's more important than ever, obviously. Well, what's interesting about the Zoom, I've only done one, maybe two Zoom shows. I, I, here's what I love about the online stuff especially when I do, when I do Instagram and Facebook live and I do the Liza Minnelli press briefings, you can see people asking you questions in real time. And to me, I love doing that because I'm so like the thing that I was doing the most before the world exploded was emceeing. Right. And one of right. my things that I like doing, I I'm an improver by birth. So to be able to get real time questions from people and to just roll with them and riff is awesome doesn't it feel and, great it feels so like yeah. good because because I, I like i host the show so i open up and i do crowd work i click on different people spotlight them and you know mm -hmm. half of the audience is like no video no sound they're just like in the back but there are other yeah. people that are on and they're in the front they're like they want to you know they want to be part of it they're just happy to do it and i think like you're saying that that skill of like improvisation and mm -hmm. you know, if you're hosting a lot you have to use that crowd work muscle and there's something for me, like after the Saturday show and after the show, there's a little chit chat. People hang out in the chat just to chit chat, like, you know, talking to the audience after the show. But I got off and I was like kind of dancing around my kitchen, making another pizza before I made the mozzarella. But this is like <laughs> pre-vegan mozzarella. Pre-vegan pre pre mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. I was using store-bought mozzarella. But uh, I was like, I felt like I was on a date with myself. Like, I just felt joy from like, there's something about engaging and doing that kind of in the moment crowd work that, I don't know. I just feel so alive, right? I mean, yes. And you released endorphins for probably like the first time in 60 days when that happened. Right, And right. I emceed a, a thing for, it was like a benefit show for somebody and I emceed it and I felt so healthy afterwards right. <laughs> because I really felt like I worked out because it was good to be able to talk to people. It's so sad. It's like, but it, like to be able to connect with people. And then somebody reached out to me privately on Facebook and they said, you have no idea how much I needed this tonight. So moments where people can actually come up to you and say, this is what I needed. I needed to laugh like this more than I even knew. And it makes you feel good because then you're like, oh, I feel a little less disconnected today. And right, right. the weird part is, I mean, what's interesting is when you do like a regular set and you you're this far away from a screen and you can't rely on any laughs from anybody, it really highlights all the holes in your comedy writing. <laughs> Doesn't it? You're like, shit, there's nowhere to hide. Right. And I've, I've panicked about that where I've gone like, oh, oh. and then I went, this is a new medium and what can you learn from it and right. how can you get better? Right. But it also, also it really strengthens the muscle. It's another like, like if you brush this way, then you brush this way, then you brush that way. It, it only strengthens the fiber of what it is you're doing. But if you get stuck in a rut, you're just kind of doing it. Even if you're just doing live and you're just doing a thing, you don't catch those. Like you said, you don't catch those. No. Holes. And um, I, I, right before this all happened, I was sort of having like the stand up existential crisis of like, I am so sick of saying my own material. And I'm just so, I feel like I'm going on automatic pilot and I'm not present you mm. know right. uh, nothing is funnier when you're, when you're an automatic and you're like okay here's the next setup right. i'm just saying lines but there's no connection and i know when i get like that and 
when you're in front of an audience, you feel that. You feel that you're just like, oh, I'm just hitting the marks. And I felt like I had a whole series of shows where I just sort of kept doing that and that and that. And I had developed like a muscle groove that I needed to get out of. And I said to my husband the other day, I was like, oh, and I don't know how you feel about this, that I feel like on the other side of this, everything I said before is gone. You know, all my material, which was good and fine and whatever, it's time to really wipe it all away and see how much new stuff, better stuff, how much better I can be. Right. Well, I, I think also, well, also I'm hosting now. So I've been hosting for five, six weeks of the show. So I, mm-hmm. I can't, and people come back. So I can't be doing it. <laughs> I have to keep writing new jokes. Yeah. But, you know, but you know, you don't just write a joke and it hits. It's like, you got to write it and run it how many times in front of crowds, but like, there's not a lot of crowds. There's only these shows. And right? there's not a lot of feedback for you. It's like right. you you can't hear people laughing in real time. One of the well, weirdest. Well, you can, that- you can in, on this on this show. You do hear them responding because it's Zoom. There, it's the videos on the audios on too, so you can hear them. Good. You know? So it's helpful, but the which, which is that's great because that's like you get actual. It's because it, you know on Facebook or um, Instagram. Instagram. It's still a, there's a little lag. But on Zoom, it's actually happening in mostly real time. Like it's probably mm-hmm. like a half by a second or two. But um, what I, but the challenge for me was like, I can't keep doing those same jokes. So I just basically do crowd work every week with mm-hmm. maybe one or two ideas of a joke that may or may not work. But I, I only do it once. And then it's like, uh, well, there's like 20 people that have come from last week and the week before that I can't be doing that joke. Exactly. But it forces you to be fresh. And yeah. I like yeah. that. And well, with... I did a Zoom thing for, I was supposed to do a TED Talk, which is crazy. TED Talk on May 2nd, it was supposed to happen. Wow. And uh, back when this all first began, they emailed me and they were like, given the state of the world, we've decided to postpone your TED Talk. And I was like, okay. And then they said, until 2021. And I was like, Ugh. oh, <gasps> okay. But what, was the TED th- th- what was the subject going to be? Here's something fun. Uh, it's called Joy Was the Theme. So anything that you have to say about joy. So my theme was going to be joy drought before this happened, that the world was in a joy drought and I feel like comedians are going to be the first responders on the front lines of the joy drought, basically. And, uh, and then this happened and then it proved to me that God, they <laughs> were going to be needed on the other side of this. Right. And yeah, every, cause everybody wants to be able to laugh and release and, the, the people that have reached out and said the things that they enjoy or the things they look forward to and, you know, doing the, the Liza Minnelli press briefings and you have people who keep coming back because they want to see what stupid thing you're going to do next. This is all part of that theme that my TED Talk's going to be solid next year. That's going to be amazing. I'm just, <laughs> you guys, I created the coronavirus so that I could do some groundwork for my TED Talk. Right. And, right. Uh, but I did a gig for them which was just uh, like they do salons, so online Zoom salons, but they mute everybody. So they were like, so you'll do like five to seven minutes up top. And I was like, great. It was beyond crickets because now you can see them just staring at you or like drinking wine and, you know, taking a dump because they don't know that they're on the, the Zoom. It's just like, oh, this is not, Oh, you miss the interaction. 
of being live with somebody. What's going to be interesting is when we're done with this and we actually get back into clubs and theaters and stuff like that and we hear the response from people. <laughs> right, it'll be like overstimulation. Like the volume gonna, is so yeah. loud and it's going to feel like I'm on fire. Like, ah! It's going to be like PTSD. Oh my God, it burns! <laughs> Stop laughing. Don't make me feel. So all this is to say is that if you tune into the Zoom this weekend, laugh, clap, make noise. We miss it and we need it. Right. Everyone needs it. Well, this is inter what's interesting. You will hear it. There is, there is like all this stuff happening. So it's a lot of comics that have done it, they're like, oh, they, they have done shows where people have no sound or there's just a stream. And I'm like, I, I, that's I, all I've, I've done. I, I, but I've been on shows too. I'm like, why are we doing it in this format? Let, let me see the people. If not, I, just here, yeah, here's yeah. a tape. You use a tape of a, of a great show I did with the audience laughing and just run that. Like, what's the point of me talking into the abyss? Exactly. I, I don't know. There's different, different people have different ideas of how they want to sculpt it. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. As live as possible, as much interaction as possible. And, you know, oh. you know, keep the bandwidth open. So anyway, so this is, so if people who are tuning, tuning in late. Oh, your husband. <laughs> he just walked in the room all creepy. I, I oh. don't. Oh, I think he wants to like talk to me or something. Please don't let him talk to me, Rich. I'm so sick of this guy. I said to him the other day, the biggest breakup phrase ever. I was like, I love you. I just, I want to see other people. Anyone else. He's like, anyone else. I you. got your ethernet and I got your ethernet. Come on, just get on the Zoom. You can see all the people you want, babe. Ew. I wish he sounded that masculine. <laughs> it kind of sounds like this. And, and, oh, speaking of, like, everybody coming out of this with terrible at-home haircuts, I shaved his head because I ran out of puzzles. <laughs> it's true well, you, story. you can solve that puzzle. It's going to grow back. It's going to grow back. And, grow and I'm going to keep shaving it every week until we get out of this. It's a stupid quarantine. Oh, and the other thing I've been doing, um, well, obviously, your podcasting, too, is my podcast. I do, um, it's called Dear Pod. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to listen to it. It's absolutely insane. It's um, me and my friend Patrick. We read old advice articles to each other for Ann Landers and Dear oh, Abby. Ann Landers, yeah, yeah. You'd love it because it's so, we're just such dry, dishy bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and every week we have a specialty cocktail for people who are drinking at home. So we create something new every oh, week so how at the bar in our deer, basement. It's Dear Pod? Dear Pod comedy advice podcast when we we are actually uh, celebrating one year this thursday it's our one year anniversary show oh nice and in our second month we hit top 100 comedy podcasts on apple oh that's great i know so i want to make it number one again like i want to get back in that top 100 for our one year anniversary so wow oh that's great that's yes great. so people can follow you now there's there's you could go to dear pod but is there, is there also like a instagram page for it or is there a dear pod official dear pod official dear pod official mm -hmm. and you can ask us advice questions and we answer your advice questions but with jackassery like nice. jackass advice nice. right. we can't tell you how to make kombucha above your refrigerator or how to create um a tennis tetherball game with with what you have available in your closets but we can tell you how to survive this quarantine and be drunk right right and do it with a, with a with mixologist and a mixologist level yes we're hardcore here because we have nothing else to do damn it 
Right, right. Well, Saturday. So if people, Saturday, uh, May 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern, you'll see Aaron McGuire and a bunch of other great comics. You can click the links here. Um, but now, how can people follow you? There's Aaron McGuire Official or Aaron, Aaron McGuire Official on Instagram, uh, where I do my Liza uh, Minnelli weekly press briefings, which you have to see. Uh, the next one will be this Friday at four o'clock. So follow me on Instagram, Aaron McGuire Official, at Dear Pod Official for the podcast. Uh, and I'm a real shit Twitterer, so don't even bother following me on Twitter. But if you want to, <laughs> if you want to watch, if you want to watch a satellite that's floating past Saturn but not transmitting, go. Yeah, go if you want to watch someone fail at Twitter, follow me on Aaron M Official. <laughs> I decided to switch that one up because, well, I didn't have enough letters to use. So. Right, right. Yes. Well, oh, I'm and so I will be wearing glad. makeup the next time you see me. I oh, might you will. put in an effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, think I will. Okay. okay. Maybe even a turban. <laughs> a snood. You'll wear a snood. Yeah, I'll wear something smart and I'll talk British and and we'll have a good time. You're at stage four. It's metastasized. You're middle of it. <laughs> it's moved to the lungs. Oh, Mary Berry. <laughs> will you hug me when you say it? <laughs> Hug me with a clotted cream in your hand. Yeah. Is that a Swiss roll, Mary Berry? <laughs> so exciting. Well, I'm so looking forward to seeing you Saturday live. Saturday, Ditto. May 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Aaron McGuire, so good to talk to you. And I can't wait. Thank you. You too, boo-boo. So Thanks okay. for having me. Okay. Bye. Bye. So for more information, you can go to WTYPod. That's WTYPOD.com. Be there your podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're seeing this. And be safe. Have fun. And join us every Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm Rich Kamko. Thanks so much. Bye. It's a comedy journey.